You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with a heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. Heavenly Father, I do pray at this time that uh, necessarily and at the end of the day, not my words, but your word would go forth, Jesus, your son, and that in him we might find the life which you have for us. All this I ask, all this I offer in your name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I invite you this morning along with me to reflect primarily on uh, this gospel lesson from Luke, uh, what we hear this morning. And as we begin to reflect on this portion from Luke, I ask you a couple of questions. Uh, One is, how is your accounting? Uh, How is your accounting? Um, How are you at at counting the cost? Uh, And I guess one of the one of the traps of the human condition is that we are accountants, isn't it? Um, we, are, we are bookkeepers with one another. Our bookkeeping tends to be sketchy, um, tends to be a little more gracious with ourselves and a little less gracious um, with others. But I begin by um, asking you that question, how is your accounting, how um, are you at counting the cost? And the question I ask you as well along with that is, is that the message uh, of the gospel? Uh, is that good news? Uh, is counting um, the cost Uh, Is that the good news of God in Jesus Christ? And as we uh, read this passage in Luke, if you read it in your Bible, how they often have the different headings uh, above different sections, and and often the heading above this one um, is the cost of discipleship, Uh, and Jesus invites his followers to count the cost. And I'll say a couple things about this. One, I believe Luke is accurate uh, in recording these words. Uh, I believe Jesus said these words. I think Jesus not only said these words, I think Jesus meant um, these words when he said these words. He, he's pretty trustworthy um, in that way. I, I think they come from Jesus. I think Luke records them accurately. Um, I think um, Jesus uh, meant them. I, I believe that Jesus um, is to be obeyed. Um, I believe in discipleship, uh, and perhaps you've heard coming a but, um, a but. Uh, however, um, in the midst of that, uh, But um, as I hear all that, uh, I struggle with these words, uh, and perhaps you do as well. Anytime I hear the word if, um, that that makes me anxious. Uh, And and we hear if both in the Old Testament lesson and we hear if um, in the New Testament lesson. (laughs) Whenever I hear, all of us are in relationships of some shape or another, and, and anytime you hear those words if or but, um, and a relationship, that, that makes you a little anxious, doesn't it, when you hear those words? Uh, and so we, we come to this, and I, again, I believe and even believe uh, those words wonderfully that we hear from Moses this morning. See, I've set before you today life and blessing, death um, or curses, therefore choose life. Uh, we are told that you and your offspring may live loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice and holding fast to him, for he is your life. Uh, and length of days. Uh, I believe um, that as well, and, 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 and yet, um, I, I'm in. Uh, I trust God, and am I alone in this? And you don't have to answer this, but um, uh, I, I trust God, but I don't trust myself. Um, I, I trust God a lot more. I trust God a lot more than I trust uh, myself. I, I tend to resonate more with those words that Paul writes to the Romans. I, I find myself doing the things I don't want to do, and I don't do the things that I want to do. Wretched man that I am, 
uh, Paul writes, who will deliver me from this body of death? I tend to find those words to be often more applicable um, to, to me um, and to my own um, intents. Uh, and yet, Jesus says these words. Uh, Jesus means these words. And it's important. Uh, context clues um, are always important. And these words are spoken by Jesus in obviously a context, but it's also in a moment of transition. If you remember earlier in chapter 14, we read in Luke's gospel that Jesus goes to the home of one of the rulers of the Pharisees, uh, named in some of the other gospels as Simon. Jesus goes um, to the home of Simon the Pharisee, one of the rulers uh, of the Pharisees, and he has um, dinner with those who are gathered there. And if you remember, um, Jesus uh, seemingly intentionally causes a stir by healing a man on the Sabbath, uh, and there is response, there's response um, to that, 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 that Jesus, uh, as a good teacher, saw coming all along. Um, what was going on at the home of Simon the Pharisee? Jesus gave some curious advice about choosing um, the seat which was um, lowest and not taking the chief seat. And he also gave some rather curious advice about throwing a dinner party, uh, inviting people who will not repay you, invite people who no one else um, would invite. Um, that's the type of a party you're supposed to have. Uh, and we hear the confused response. And now Jesus is making his way toward Jerusalem which is to say that he's making his way toward the cross. And these words come by way of transition because inevitably as Jesus teaches, we hear that he often meets um, with rejection uh, and he often meets um, with confusion. And these come right before, again, one of the high watermarks of the Bible, Luke chapter 15. And if you remember, Jesus tells three stories, three parables in Luke chapter 15. And here's your, your your Bible trivia this morning, um, they are uh, three stories uh, of things lost which are found. He tells three stories of things which were dead um, and are made alive. And if you remember, um, what, what are those? It's the parable um, of the lost sheep, the parable of the lost coin, the parable of the lost son, a.k.a. the prodigal son. Uh, and so we have this um, transition which is going on here. Uh, and uh, as we enter into this time um, of, of transition, Jesus speaks these words about the cost of discipleship, and there is in them um, the invitation to us um, to take up our cross um, and to follow him. Talking about uh, choices, talking about transitions, this has been a time of, uh, of transition for all of us, um, just kind of in life and here at the Church of the Advent, as you know, um, um, I'm the dean now, and I have the title of the very reverend, which, of course, um, is uh, preposterous and absurd, and all my friends and family um, enjoy rightly uh, making fun of me. Um, yes, you're very something, uh, but reverend uh, is, is not it. It's a moment of, it's a moment of transition, as I say, and it's a moment of great enjoyment um, for my friends <laughs> and my family who rightly mock me um, and, 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 all, and all of that. But in times of, of transition are often the times uh, in which um, God works, in which we hear and see God in a way which is, which is sometimes fresh or new for you and, and for me. And uh, I was reminded, of course, naturally, any time of transition brings up a certain amount of memory lane as well. And I remember a time of transition in my own life and about choices and making choices. And uh, you don't need to know the whole story, but the long and short is in high school um, that I preferred bad choices to good choices. Um, I was more of a choose death and choose life um, kind of guy in that moment. And you know, you don't need details. Uh, but let's just say sufficiently, I was more of a, 
bad decision rather than a good decision. Uh, and um, being earnest in that particular moment, I decided that I was going to make a good decision to compensate uh, all of my bad decisions. I was going to um, turn my life around, uh, and I was going to get on the right path. And so what I chose to do, um, well, amen, exactly. Uh, that's what my parents said, um, amen. And, uh, and so I chose to attend a, a military college, um, uh, the Citadel, the Military College of South Carolina. And, and suffice to say, entering that, let's just say I didn't count the cost. Um, it's kind of like the, Jesus tells the story about um, the king going off to war. Uh, I was going to war and I didn't count the cost. Uh, I had no idea what I was getting into, but it was a choice, right? I was going to choose um, life. I was going to choose to straighten myself out. I was going to choose um, to be disciplined and to be self-controlled and to make um, good decisions. And I was, I was going to begin a, a new path. And so I went, off, um, I went off to the Citadel, where, of course, all of that was going to begin. And as you might imagine, it pretty much immediately fell apart, um, that desire to make good choices and thereby making good choices to change my life. Uh, and I did change my life. Um, that part very definitely happened, but long and short, uh, everything that could go wrong for an 18-year-old went wrong. Uh, and I'm not, trust me, I'm not making light of 18-year-olds, but in my life, everything that could, could go wrong did go wrong. My wife, uh, my wife, she's my wife now, she was my girlfriend at the time, uh, but she was away in school in North Carolina. I broke my foot, had to sit out the soccer season, the majority of it, the, really quite frankly about the only thing I was looking forward to um, had to sit out the season. And my paternal grandfather, whom I really loved and adored and with whom I was incredibly close, he died um, that first semester also. So sort of, sort of compounding everything bad that could happen, happened during that particular moment. And I can remember going to his funeral and, and Colonel Dick, uh, Colonel Harvey Dick was the assistant commandant of cadets uh, at the Citadel. And he gave me one day leave to attend my grandfather's funeral. So I, I, I went to the funeral and had to return um, basically um, immediately. And uh, Colonel Dick Harvey uh, became a friend of mine later. Uh, and uh, uh, not, 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 in that, uh, not in that moment, uh, forgive me, this is a quick aside. He, when I came out of seminary, the Bishop of South Carolina placed me at the cathedral. And I was walking in on my first day the person standing on the steps was Colonel Dick, uh, and he was the one, as I say, that was feared uh, amongst us. Um, at the, so he had been in the Marine Corps, had been in multiple wars. He had just sort of a neck that sort of, there wasn't a neck. His sort of head just went down into his shoulders, and he kind of looked like a bulldog, and he acted um, like a bulldog. And as I'm walking up the steps, he's, and he had this, he was this big, imposing guy, but he had this funny high-pitched voice, and he said, boy, I used to bust your butt, and now you hear my confession. And uh, I said, yes, sir, Colonel, um, don't you forget that. Uh, so it's just a funny, became a wonderful guy, a wonderful friend, but I realized his wisdom looking back, his wisdom was this, if I had been away for too long, it would have been even harder um, to come back. It was, a, it was a challenging wisdom, which, as I say, I appreciated later. But all of that to say, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. I thought I was making good choices. I thought I was going to change my life. And I realized that I wasn't. Um, and so I began um, to disengage from the Citadel and prepare my talk um, to my father when I went home for Thanksgiving, like any sane person. And that talk was to say, you know, Dad, I learned a lot uh, from my time at the Citadel, um, and I will, 
apply those lessons at my next school um, or my next job or my next anywhere. Uh, just I was, you know, I was, I was out. Um, I was so out and I went home and I began to share this. And I can remember we were sitting in the parking lot um, of the Big Star grocery store. This is over Thanksgiving break. I'd honed this presentation to my father for the entirety of the first semester and I, I shared this. And my father responded with the word, no. <laughs> And I can remember I died uh, right there in the Big Star parking lot on Shambly Dunwoody Road. I died. I literally um, died in that moment. His, his simple response was one word, um, no. Um, and he did say a few words um, after that. And, and the long and short of what he said is this. He said, no. Uh, he said, you made a commitment, and you need to honor that. Uh, we'll, we'll talk at the end of the year. And then at the end of the year, if you want to make a transition, um, great. We'll, we'll talk then. But uh, you've made a commitment, and you need to um, honor that commitment. Um, so I, I share that uh, story with you, as I say, certainly um, memorable. Um, but it was, a, it, was, uh, it was, in many ways, it was a moment of death for me. Uh, and life brings lots of moments of many deaths, doesn't it? Um, there's obviously the ultimate. But as we go through life, we, we all experience uh, numerous deaths along the way. And, and perhaps you think, Craig sure is hammering down on that word death um, a lot this morning. Maybe you think, I'm going to buy him a thesaurus. Uh, maybe he can use uh, another word. But there's a reason that I am um, using that word as Jesus calls us to a life uh, of discipleship, as he calls us um, to take up our cross. And I mentioned at the beginning, I, I feel a certain anxiety. And maybe this is more me than you when I hear those words, if and but. If you do this, um, then. Um, God will, um, God will do this. And as I say, I, I don't disbelieve God, um, but I don't trust myself. And I don't trust uh, my ability to keep um, his word. And it's, and it's not just theoretical, it's, it's based in experience as well. And also have a realization of how significant our choices are. Our choices and our actions are significant. This isn't news to any of us that our choices and that our actions have repercussions, um, positive or, or negative. Uh, they, they, they do. What The things we decide and the things that we do have a corresponding effect. Uh, and yet, uh, do we have the ability within ourselves to deliver ourselves? Do we have the ability within ourselves um, to save ourselves? Do we have the ability, ultimately, at the end of the day, to choose life? And I would say that it's no surprise to God that we don't. And that is why God uses death as the means of life. And that's not meant to sound macabre, uh, but what it's meant to say is, is this. What do we bring to God in our death? Nothing. Nothing beyond our need. And from the very beginning, God is a God who works through death and resurrection. God is a God who brings life and out of lifeless situations. God is a God who brings hope um, out of hopeless situations. God is a God who steps into um, all of the frailty of the human condition, all of our brokenness, all of our inability to save and deliver ourselves that he might ultimately um, bring to us life. I, I mentioned that Jesus is called to discipleship. Jesus is called to take up our cross, sits squarely between Jesus's time with Simon the Pharisee and the others who have the uh, unfortunate belief in their ability to deliver themselves. And he says those words in between that context 
in the context of chapter 15 where he talks about lost things which are found um, and dead things um, which are made alive. And so as he calls us to take up our cross um, and to follow him, uh, that's actually a word, uh, it's not an onerous task, but it's a word of good news uh, because it's an invitation at the end of the day to lay our burdens down. It's the invitation at the end of the day and recognizing our insufficiency uh, to find God's sufficiency and his commitment to us from the very beginning his commitment to us from um, the very beginning um, to bring life um, to us. Because as the scripture notes, it's, it's in dying that we obtain um, eternal life, um, is it not? Uh, it is in dying that we attain eternal life, that our life uh, is hid within Jesus' death, and that is the means by which um, God brings life um, to you and to me. God recognizes that we tend to choose death more than life. And so God makes death the instrument of life for you and for me. God is a God who from the beginning to the end um, is a savior um, who comes to seek us. And in taking up our cross, what we are invited to do um, is to find all of our sufficiency, not in ourselves, but in him, uh, the one um, who loves us, the one who came and willingly laid down his life and took it up again that you and I might not be separated from God, that we might have the resources from beyond ourselves um, to give to us life now and life to come. And as we hear that, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise that you have committed yourself to us from the very beginning uh, as a God who seeks and saves. And in the work of Jesus, your son, you take that which is lost and you make it found. You know our inability to choose life um, for ourselves, and so you make um, the means um, of our deaths and our many deaths opportunities for you to step in and bring to us life. Draw our hearts and our minds to you this day, that Lord Jesus Christ, you might bring the life in us which is found in you. And all this we ask and offer now in the name of you, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you'll join us at one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.